On this episode, we will be discussing the future of the Emergency Operations Center in a post-COVID world. Is virtual here to stay? Welcome to the Current of Emergency Management. Welcome to our second episode of the Current of Emergency Management. I'm Cody Powell, here with my co-host, Dr. Maribel Martinez. Hi, Cody, and thank you for everyone for listening today. It looks like we'll have an interesting uh, episode. I think so. Yeah, a pretty good topic today. Uh, real quick, Maribel and I are both full-time emergency management coordinators, and this is not part of our normal job duty, so any opinion or uh, anything that we say is our, or any statements, I should say, or any opinions that we have are our, our own and not a reflection of our employer. But we can't say is that uh, Cody does work for a county uh, emergency management office, and I work for a large jurisdiction emergency management office. So we, we stay busy, and uh, we hope to share some of our experiences uh, that we've um, dealt with and learned from. Uh, definitely, as we've worked in a lot of virtual operations and a lot of in EOC operations. Yeah, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb on this one. I'm gonna make a prediction. So, just so that everyone's aware, this is not scripted. This is really an open conversation. I'm gonna say on this one that our transition to virtual and opinion on whether or not a virtual is here to stay is gonna be the same. It's going to be the same. I I I, I tend to agree. You think it will? I think so. You think it will? I think. Well, it's not as fun because then we could have like had a wager. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, I guess starting off with it, what was the emergency operations center like for you and your jurisdiction in in the COVID environment? How virtual were you? How in person were you? So, and I'll speak to different because definitely during COVID operations, um, it really evolved into as we went through the different waves um, and the different operations, whether it was vaccinations or testing, um, support of of, of uh, all the different operations and our resources was different. And so initially for COVID, it was in person. As we learned more and more of the virus, as you know, just in the beginning, it was so many policy changes. And so we had so many people in the EOC trying to figure out what we needed to do. Although we had a good framework uh, for a response like this, there was just so many moving parts. As we got into the rhythm, it was definitely some of our teams were a little bit more virtual. Um, but then because it was such a long activation, um, we still had some component in the EOC, but we also had other disasters. And um, it was interesting to see how those those did play out because sometimes they were virtual, sometimes they were in person, but the majority were in person just because we have so many issues in a large jurisdictions. It's so much easier to be ha- to have a conversation across the table with your partners and to get rec- uh, resource requests filled and to share information. Um, as much as we still do have a virtual component, that we have to kind of do both now. So it's it's an interesting. It's been an interesting evolution. So we, I mean, we shared a, a disaster, the winter storm, February. Yes, winter storm. But I, I remember right at the start of COVID, we, we had a tornado. I think y'all had, I mean, you, the storm hit y'all, but we had a tornado hit. Yeah. And I remember we had the mobile command post out in the field, and it was almost a, what do we do? 
right? Because everybody's coming to the command post. And so, but we have this, this COVID thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's making enough noise. And do we have a, a meeting? Like, can we, can we have an ops brief out here? Or are we all going to be too close? You know, so it was really trying to figure out in managing the other things that are happening in your jurisdiction. At first it was almost awkward, Yes, you didn't know what to do. Do right. I social distance? Do I mask? Do I? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Right. How big? Like how big of a deal is this? And of course, looking back, if you you know, no one hindsight, right? I mean, it's just COVID never. Is it? Is it going to end? Is it ever going to end? I, I don't know. And you know, we're getting ready for a, another big ice storm, and it's interesting to see how our operations have evolved. You know. Uh, today we did a big um, uh, several meetings. They were all virtual. When before COVID, those were all be in person in the EOC. Did we have more participation? Probably just because people didn't have to deal with parking. And um, but even tomorrow we start off um, calls. I don't know. Can you? Can, are we saving when we tape this, or because this will be a little bit delayed in, in posting. Right, um, but you know we we'll start on Tuesday for a potential storm impact on um, Wednesday night, Thursday. We'll start having virtual EOC teams meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, get everybody on page. Uh, start tomorrow at eight a.m. and continue that through the week. But then we'll have EOC teams inside the EOC beginning Wednesday night. So it's it's going to be having to combine those. Mm-hmm. But majority of the operations are in person in the EOC. They are now. They have been before, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it, it's like the briefings are also virtual because we still have a lot of virtual support teams. So it's like our EOC team expanded, but we still have EOC team in the EOC, but we have a lot of support outside because, it, because we've had more people um, go through our operations through COVID, a lot of our public information officers, a lot of our stakeholders. Is that a good thing though? I think so. I mean, it's it's really helped us. It, it helped us last winter storm, and in this winter storm, I see so such a difference because everybody is all on board. It's still that that operation is still fresh in everybody's mind, and so I think it helps with the, creating the common operating picture for people outside the EOC and people inside the EOC as as uh, we work the event. I think I'm I'm pretty sure even before COVID started there was a virtual pio um kind of pio support team Mm -hmm. um i seem to to you know a lot of things before covid kind of hard to remember now right getting back into it but i seem to remember some information about a uh, like a national even it's a a national pio support team for major incidents and thinking well that's interesting right Mm -hmm. like how's that going to work not actually being there. And then, you, you know, you start digging into it and they're doing social media monitoring, rumor control, stuff like that. And so, yeah, okay, that makes sense. They don't have to be in the EOC. Well, you know, fast forward a year and, and it's almost all virtual now, right? And so um, maybe they were a little ahead of their ahead of their time on that and, and seeing that that could work. And it works until it works. It doesn't, right? Because mm-hmm. systems go down, communication goes down. That That's my heartburn is that you don't have the right people in the EOC to go 100% virtual. You still need people in the EOC. You got to have people in the EOC. Got to have people in the EOC. There's, there's got to be a brain. Yes. The, the central central brain. point of, of in the, the collection and 
dissemination of information. And you have your redundancy systems in the EOC or your backup EOC. How many, when you, when you evaluate redundancy systems, have you, have you ever either dealing with different offices or, or department heads or even other EMs who, when you, you talk about redundancy, it's just something simple like weather. How do you get your weather information? Well, we have a subscription to a weather service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but we also have NWS chat, mm-hmm. right? And we have X and X and X. And then it's like, what are you going to do if the internet goes down? Call your local weather service. <laughs> you <laughs> That's know. actually my number one. You use a phone. Right. But I mean, take that in, in that example across multiple fields, yes. and you realize like a lot of things are all dependent on a single system. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, power backup generators. You, you know, you have things like that. Of course, you have to start worrying about fuel and how how are you going to get that to it. But a lot of a lot of things are either dependent on electricity or internet. So what's your redundancy of of what that is is dependent on? Whiteboards. I love whiteboards. Between your EOC whiteboard, your EOC teams and the EOC whiteboards and radios. We also have ham radio um, in our EOC. All our duty officers are uh, have ham radio license. We have ham radios, a pretty good ham radio network um, within mm-hmm. the hospitals. Um, so we would we would make it we would make it work. We were we were really close last February. I hope we never ever have to do that. We uh, we activated our ham oh, radio network last oh, wow. February. Yeah, the um, an area of town the, with the power had gone out, generator had run out of fuel to the tower, um, and so we were worried about cell phone mm-hmm. um, usage in that area. And so we we actually sent a, a ham radio operator up there, had one in the EOC, you know, did a lot of uh, public messaging that if if you can't get out in an emergency, go to the fire station. There's a ham radio operator mm-hmm. there. Good deal. It was a short period of time, but. We actually activated that. Wow. Did not know that. Very, very strong, active amateur radio network here um, in, in, in my jurisdiction. So I'm very grateful for that. That's good. Yeah. You, and then even on the on the phones, you know, we have, um, of course, we're, we're within the fire department. So we have FirstNet. I know a lot of our key um, personnel have FirstNet. So that gives you some priority, especially if... You had a bigger incident. We have we still have the Gets cards, Gets WS WPS cards. Yeah. Uh, if you're old school emergency management, you know what those are. I've mm-hmm. had to use those once in my career. Have you? It was ooh, 2011, so it's been a while when I had to use it. But I was told they those were instrumental. I think I was either read it or in an AAR or something at the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, really? That that was a um, if, I, and I don't remember who it was. For some reason, I feel like it was actually the physician network. That used them. That used them. But I, I don't quote me on that. I don't remember. Yeah. Most of our key personnel, our dispatches and all that have, have w, uh, gets WPS cards. So. It was, um, I looked into it and, you know, FirstNet was on the horizon at, at the time. And it just seemed like a lot of paperwork for something that was going to be replaced in a, you know, in a short period of time. Not replaced, but. See, that's where I'm thankful for my IT department. Mm, that's they do they it for, for you. Us. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I think with 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 FirstNet, and of course, first a lot most of the FirstNet plans have the um, the enhanced push to talk, so you can all mm-hmm. use that as a, as a as redundant radio network almost. Right, we've used that before, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, we were doing um, as, jokingly because you got to have cool names for, for stuff, right? We did Operation Clean Sweep, which was when during COVID we had 
had several exposures and, and ended up shutting the county down for two days to come in, disinfect, clean fog. Wow. And so all of the teams that were involved in that, we have a bank of FirstNet phones, and we use the, the, the enhanced push to talk instead of being on the, the public safety radio. Wow. It worked pretty good. And it worked good? Yeah. Awesome. When you, you know, when you need it, you, it works. It works. And that's, uh, that's good. That's always fun dealing with your finance, right? Is why do you why do you need this? Well, I don't know, <laughs> but we might need it at some point. There you go. So at least when you can put those use cases together. Yes. So and, how- and you know, even with our with our internet, you know, we have several different providers, so that if one provider goes out, mm-hmm. we could still operate on another one, and and we do that strategically, even with our cell phones. Um, we have a cache of cell phones that is one provider and then another cache that's another provider. So you try to build in the, the backup and the redundancy. Yeah. But if it comes down to it, it's a, it's a, you know, a notepad and whiteboard and you make it work. Do you have runners? We it was, probably get runners, yeah. yeah. I mean, have you ever <laughs> thought about that? We've had to do it. Uh, was it an exercise or was it a real event? It would have been back in the panhandle days, I think. I haven't had to do it here. I don't think I've ever had to do it here. Have you ever thought about it? Is that ever something you've considered in any of your planning? I don't think it's like in a checklist anywhere, no. Hmm. But now, yeah, see, you can use runners. Yeah, now I'm thinking. Yeah. And, and how that, that was information. You could use your drones as Dr- a runner. Yeah, just fly it and land it somewhere there with like a, a note. <laughs> like, like a pigeon. A, like, pigeons. There you go. Have we we th- I want to know. I want to know who has pigeons in their redundancy plan for <laughs> delivering. Delivering I, a message. Somebody does, I bet. I bet somebody has thought of that or used Probably. something like that. And they're, they're a genius. <laughs> Is there any portion of the EOC operations that has been – virtualized that is a good thing and should stay for you uh let's see within the eoc um no i mean we've we've gone uh, all of our teams have gone to through microsoft teams and so we have a lot of our our documents there um a lot of our planning documents our checklists um so even though it's kind of in place for virtual, it, it really does help us in the EOC. So it's systems and technology that probably got going because we were in somewhat of a virtual environment that we continue to sustain for EOC operations. I think that the virtual meetings is a good thing. Yes. The attendance is better. Yeah. It takes far less time. You know, I mean, we've we've almost transitioned out of COVID a couple times now, right? And the especially at the at the regional level, the, some of the in person meetings are 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 kind of coming back. And there's always the question, and sometimes I'm the one asking it: Is this is this going to be like you're going to have a call in option? Like, can yeah. you know what I mean? And and I've realized how much time was spent either in a meeting or travel to a meeting. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, I mean, we all do it. You're sitting there at your computer taking notes, quote unquote, uh, during the meeting when you're really responding to emails. But when the, when you're on virtually, you can really get more work done. <laughs> Multitask. <laughs> right. I like it. I don't like it. I mean, I like it because yes, 
you save time and you can multitask and so you increase efficiency. But at the same time, there are some meetings where it's nice to just network with the people that are going to, the, you know, have those sidebar conversations, have, sure. you know, the, the after and before meetings. Um, and being at a meeting, you kind of are dedicated to just that meeting. So there is less distraction. So I guess it depends on the topic. I mean, it's just, and then the emergency of the day, right? You know, right. All, your, your schedule for the day. But I think for the majority, yes, virtual meetings are, are nice. I think they're they're definitely here to stay. I think so too. I it, think so too. There, there's too much benefit with regional planning meetings, um, of, of really of any sort. I agree with you. The networking is a big deal, um, especially here and I'm sure everywhere. We've had a lot of turnover. Oh yes, in emergency management, and um, that's something that we'll be talking about here. It's a a big deal to us is talking about kind of the the burnout mm-hmm. um, and and what it's doing to our profession as a whole. But um, there, there are people I've interacted with, spoke with on the phone, been on calls with that I've never met. Wow. You know, and yeah. uh, because we don't have that in-person that right, connection, right. you know. And, you know, what they always say, you don't meet, don't meet for the first time on the emergency. On the emergency. Right. That's true. But a lot of benefit to the virtual meetings. Quick information, we've got the, the winter storm that we're gearing up for. I probably have five stakeholder calls tomorrow. That's, yeah, you know, that's not after conference call. Right. That's not possible in person. No, no, absolutely. And not. still trying to prepare. Right. 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 But you can jump on. Everyone's busy. Let's, you know, nuts and bolts, 20 minutes. Let's talk about what's coming, how we're, we're going to prepare for it and move on to the next one. You know? Right. So and then I, you have a dedicated already group that you could share information, share documents, even though you have it in teams, but it makes it easier where, okay, this is the final right now. We're talking about warming centers and sheltering operations what's our game plan what's the battle rhythm going to be what's the message going to be that and then they're just now they're talking to each other of course the problem is everybody doesn't have teams uh, most of them can join ours as far as the people that we work with right i mean you can join the team meeting yeah but the document sharing and stuff is well you can get that email group though and take it out and then email the document back and forth i don't know anything about teams really. oh I know how to get on the Teams app when others, like, if you're hosting. You use SharePoint a lot, though. Do you, that's some, that's some, something that you probably will move SharePoint? Yeah. I use Smartsheets. Smartsheets. Smartsheets, right. yep. Um, so, and Smartsheets came about because of COVID for that's right. its dashboard ability. Um, literally, the reason that we purchased it was to make a public information dashboard. So will you, will you use that in the EOC, or is it just for use, virtual? I use it all the time. So for everything. I use it all the time now. Yeah, I, I will not. And full disclosure here, we are not sponsored or <laughs> receive any compensation yes. from, from Smartsheets. But um, yeah, I will. that will be I, – I, I will cut my fuel budget before I cut that out. Well, you can do so much with it. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we use that as well, not just COVID operations, uh, tracking of resources. Um, I mean, you can configure it any way you want, and it's a fairly cheap option. Yeah, for what you get, for sure. It, I mean, I set up a T-card system in Smartsheet. That's cool. For checking resources. I haven't field tested it yet, but um, we've tested it you know, around the office making stuff. I, actually, I think you have a T-card in that system. Do I was we? you do yeah I, do. I was just like putting random people's names in there oh really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> pretending to check them into an incident oh, there you go. um but it it the 
quick and ease of information flow, and you can share documents um, on it. So we have we have a sheet that's all of our plans. And so if you need to be able to see it, you can just pull up that sheet and, nice. and look at it. I know we were looking into for special events because we have, I think, 60 special events that um, we we help with with our our team, uh, emergency management and EOC. And, and that was just something that was easy. We'd have a quick calendar on and uh, share documents and share situational awareness information. So mm-hmm. We used it during the winter storm in February. Sure. That was where we put just information, created a, a public link for a dashboard to put information about where uh, the warming centers were, you know, the churches that were opening up, whether it was overnight, you just put the information into a sheet and you, from that sheet, you can pull a report that, you know, you may need to send in, in your, your sit rep, but mm-hmm. also coming from that same sheet is a dashboard that you've shared a public link for people to go and read. I mean, the functionality of it, it, it yeah, I don't know. It's, that's one of the things, I don't know how we lived without it. Yeah. Before, before we got it. So virtual really, really caused everyone to kind of think out of the box. Okay, how do we do this? And it's been good for us because we've been able to implement some great technology, some great information um, sharing mechanisms that we can carry forward and supplement in-person EOC or virtual if we have to go virtual. Mm, well, and like even the other day we had a big grass fire with three mm-hmm. in the same day and proximity. And, um, as, you know, as soon as we got the call that it was expanding, I, the typical small whiteboard that I keep mm-hmm. near the desk, uh, and I drew my lines like I always do, and who's the IC and what channel are we on, and, yeah. you know, all, all of those kind of things. And then my planner looked at it and was like, do you want me to set up a sheet for that so it's the same? I'm like, it's a great idea, <laughs> oh, right? Nice. I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. And so now as that information is coming in instead of writing it on a whiteboard that's at my desk, entering it into the sheet, and everyone Everybody can see can that. See it, your command and your EOC. That's nice. Yeah, and so there's a lot of those type of things that even still, right? Because this that was this week, this last week uh, that that happened, and I'm still doing the normal. Grab the whiteboard, start writing on it, and at some point that's going to be transferred to a bigger whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, well, we can just standardize that and put it in a sheet. That's nice. It also helps remind you, right, because normally I'm drawing lines and they look the same every time because I do it the same every time, but I still will forget, like, what is this line, you know, sometimes. And um, and then now you can just look, and if that field's not in there, you know that's we information. You to do it. We use smart sheets quite a bit. I know you helped us, um, um, somebody with my staff, to help with a big vaccination site, one of the biggest in the nation, and just tracking, you know, how many people we – we were given shots to in the waiting time and um, any incidents that we may have had. And it really helped track us through the day. And then for the winter storm, you know, we had 10 uh, points of distribution sites for water. And so we were getting hourly updates from all our um, field teams. And so we were able to see how many pallets of water they had left, how many they'd given out and helped our um, logistics section just go and deploy additional water, water if it was needed or, um, let our um, security officers know if if uh, to expect long lines and stuff like that. So it really helped us in our operations. So that's something we'll continue. Uh, Smart Sheets, there's just so many different applications to it. And every incident is different. So um, we've trained a few, few of my staff and um, we're just, you know, on the fly. We set up Smart templates. Sheeting. Like um, it's in a workspace. I think it's called General Emergencies. 
and it's just a bunch of templates. And so then if something does happen, you we just find that template, make a copy, save it, and put it into whatever cool. incident that you're in. And then, you, you know, you've already got it built out to a point. Right. You, know, you may have to tailor it some. But, yeah, that's been wildly beneficial. And I don't know if it, it's not expensive. I don't know if I could have gotten it through the budget otherwise. Otherwise. You know, um, it, and maybe I would have been able to. I'm not sure. But maybe that's what did uh, COVID, you know, help. It, it really provided a lot of the funding that so many EOCs, so many jurisdictions needed to, you know, to get these, uh, I'm doing quotes unquote, toys, but they're really beneficial technology or information systems that can help operations. So I think everybody kind of benefited from that. For, I, yeah, certainly. COVID, but Hopefully. for everything else. The, the problem sometimes, you can tell me your experience, Emergency managers aren't always our own best advocates, right? And so, did you know? Did you and and I know you did because we we know each other. But did, you know, did everyone take the opportunity that COVID presented to advocate for why you needed this yes. thing you've asked for? Yeah, and I know there's some p- politics to it, and it, like sure. every it's government, every emergency management <laughs> office is different, reports to different structures, and you know, it's. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of EMs did, um, but it was a great opportunity to uh, not just, you know, your EOC, which I think you're, you're doing some work in your EOC. Yeah, so the combination of COVID and um, the winter storm mm-hmm. last year was really the two things that solidified the need for a hot EOC. So, um, and really even still now, because we're, in, we're still in the process, the EOC was my office mm-hmm. um, or the Tahoe you know, if I was out in the field. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see, we've never, we've never had a, f- a fully functional hot EOC where it can be stood up at any point in time. We've got really good technology coming, coming in as far as display screens and all that stuff. Um, and the hardest part of, of the design of that for me was meeting with vendors and them asking, well, what do you need to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've never had one. And, and so I can theorize when we actually have a, a functional EOC, who all will come, right? And so it's, to some degree, the EOC was, quote, unquote, virtual um, for me prior to COVID sure. because we didn't actually have one. And so um, we, were, we were doing things somewhat remote anyway. Now, at certain events, people would come to the office or they would meet in the field or we'd take a command post to the field. Um, but it... It's going to be a, really a learning curve on how to use the EOC, right? And it's going to be um, hard to a degree because it's it's going to be new, right? right? But I think as as you go through time, you'll have your different thresholds because we have different thresholds for when our EOC is up and running, and definitely that can change um, just given the situation. But I think you'll find those uh, for your for your county and see what works for you. Sure, and there's some some of um, I, I wonder I don't I don't know, but a lot of times the EOC could be active. I'm using my air quotes again. That could be active, and I'm actually here at yes. home, right? Like right. it's active. Um, you know, my other staff may be on. Also, we're monitoring, we're communicating. But if we activate, we're just going to go sit in the office. We could do that at home. Right. So I think there may be some. Um, 
expectation also mm-hmm. that now it's there. If it's active, you may need to be there. We'll, right. You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But you're still using some of the technology that you incorporated in your EOC just in a virtual world, right? Like some of the remote systems and stuff like that. Right. And, and that's what we did. So we were, we were fortunate to use some of those dollars uh, to upgrade some, some of our EOC. Um, one of the big ones was um, going from analog to digital. It's going to be a large price tag for REOC, and we got that done early in the game, changed our monitors. Um, we're, we've had a lot of wear and tear over the last two years. We get new carpet, um, just looking how information flowed. We got a new weather activation room. Um, some of that was, was, was some grant dollars, but really we've done a lot of changes in the last couple of years, and it's just a matter of making sure that people still – Find the EOC is the place to go in person when a disaster occurs, and definitely support it virtually if needed. Because um, you never know what you're going to get, and so it's. No. I, I think that's going to be for a lot of emergency managers that they uh, have been able to utilize some of that funding to to really kind of get us to that next level in emergency management as a, as people that are proactive and planning and. Thinking about redundancy, resiliency within our communities. Well, and if there's any question, I was I was trying to look it up just now. I had to look it up earlier today. And so let me help any of you out. If there's any question about whether or not you can use American Rescue funding for upgrades to an emergency operations center, go to the f- print the final rule, which is like 470 pages. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it's on page 60 or 61. It specifically lists that the funding can be used uh, for the construction or upgrade of an emergency operations center. So take that to your decision maker and be your own advocate. And and look, that funding is everywhere, right? It yes. went to every jurisdiction. So you know, advocate for yourself and for your organization, and and use that to be able to upgrade or build. Even Absolutely. yeah, it's. I believe it's 61, I think, but it's, it's in there. It's specifically list EOC. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. There's, like I said, a lot of uh, good opportunities on the technology side, even just, you know, tables and chairs. um, You make it for what, what it is for your jurisdiction, your County. I know during the winter storm last year, having everybody in the same room, which sounds foreign to you, right? Because that's what you're used to, Mm -hmm. but that was a big deal. And that was the, the, um, you know, the county judge came and, and, and walked through. We, you know, we were called it the joint EOC because uh, we stood it up in conjunction with one of the cities. And he, him seeing that um, and seeing how well we were able to kind of handle problems, he, he had commented afterwards that he saw the whiteboard of the, the to-do list and how much was crossed off. And we were all just collectively able to solve so many problems. And so I'm, I'm excited about that because now we actually have a, a spot. We have a place. And we can get good. everyone together. And if you're sharing information, you're sharing it once. Yes. And then we're all working on the same problem. Yes. yes and and, and that's, that, is, that is gold that your, your leadership recognizes that. Because in our jurisdiction, that's something that, well, did y'all coordinate that through the EOC, that request? Or have y'all let the EOC know about that? It's, it's one one point where they collect information and then disseminate information, especially during a, a big incident. You want everybody on the same page, vetted information, um, and everybody working together. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm fortunate. I'm I'm very we're very much supported in that. That's good. Um, and and my my leadership, he is very supportive of um in in certain circumstances, right? Not all the time, but in an emergency, in that COVID. Uh, PPE, for example, the PPE requests go through the EOC. Period. If they don't, it's coming out of your budget. You know, and that was, we, I never had an issue with that support, and so I'm very fortunate from that aspect, and that they, it was one able to happen, and then all of these things. I mean, I'm sure you you've experienced this. The your coworkers, fellow departments who think you're crazy, in in, in the blue sky times, right? You're planning for what? <laughs> You, I don't know. After the last couple of years, they're like, yep, yeah, you should be planning for that. Well, pre-COVID. Well, yes, pre-COVID, they were definitely yeah, no, that, like, what? That, we're having this exercise and it has this this many injects and why? Right. And it's it's like, uh, you you want me to consider what happening? Yeah. Like, But then COVID hits and now you're not so crazy anymore. Exactly. And, and so um, we've been able to get a lot of buy-in also on planning. Because of that. And so, um, you know, look, COVID's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. My family's been affected by it. Um, I've had I've had friends who unfortunately passed away from it. I'm, I'm not in any way saying that right, this right. was a good thing. There's a silver lining. Right. It's done a lot for our community in, in terms of good. Mm-hmm. It's done a lot of bad, and we talked right. about it earlier, a lot right. of burnout. Um, but, like I said, we're not crazy anymore. And a lot of the things that we... <laughs> We're still crazy, but that other like <laughs> other other people don't think we're as crazy, yeah, right? Um, but the uh, t- you know the upgrades, the technology, yes. and then the buy-in on what you're trying to do has has been a huge benefit for yes. me. And now it's just a matter of sustaining that, pushing that forward, and sustaining it. Make sure um, we work with our emergency management um, fellow colleagues. Just to you know, like you said, there's been a lot of burnout, um, but. There's still there's still a lot of good, and we want to push that to continuous improvement and and sustaining that. Absolutely, absolutely. So fine, it comes down to it, right? Is virtual operations here to stay? What is what is your in supplementing in person EOC activations? Yes. So the virtual EOC as a whole, that's a no go for you. No. I agree, one hundred percent. See, there you go. Yeah, we we, we need to be in the same room. Yes, we've learned a lot of good lessons on how to share information more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I think we should keep those lessons, but virtual, full virtual, virtual. EOC is is not a not an option for me. Me either. See, I, th- I figured we would agree yeah. on this one. Yeah, I'm wondering though, for those of you who are listening, is is do you disagree? Yeah, I'm curious for, you know, not just local emergency management, but is that different for hospitals, for school districts? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, school districts. uh, Private uh, businesses. Yeah, so, and that's actually a good segue. If you haven't found it yet, we've created a a Facebook page called The Current of Emergency Management. We'll post... Um, you know, our new episodes on there. We don't want it to be, we're not content creators, right? We're not, we're not going to blast it with, no. um, you know, four or five posts a day and stuff. I wouldn't no. even, I'd run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but we would like to get some feedback. I'm curious. Absolutely. To and, and it could be ideas for future shows as well. Oh, please. Yeah. But yeah, please jump on there, comment on, on the episode. And um, we're both admins, so we'll both be able to see yep. it and kind of interact and, and 
and then everybody interact with each other. What what's the technology that you can't live without that you you learned from COVID? Is virtual here to stay for you? I'm yeah. I'm curious who that is. I'm curious too. Uh, there's someone. There, there probably is. There may we may be the weird ones. <laughs> we may be the crazy ones. Everybody may get on there going, "What? You don't want to stay virtual?" I can't. We have gotten some great feedback from this podcast, and I know we were discussing that earlier. But it's just been amazing to see the support, uh, not just locally, but nationwide, and even in Canada. And Canada, it's yes. been pretty amazing. That's. Um, and you have a connection up there, correct? Yeah, she's a professor up there, and I did a talk for them. Uh, I think it was last year, her and her class, and, and it was just so many different people. I've gotten several LinkedIn messages, and several actually, I, I got a message um, from someone who had written a paper for in grad school about what we talked about last time, oh, and really? so he's he plans on sending that to oh, me. That'd be good. To I'm looking forward to reading it. Great feedback. Now it's the Canada, um, the university up there that you you did the talk for. Is this the group that sent you a thank you oh they did they sent us two nerf guns so just a little bit of history we in our office because you know we we deal <laughs> we deal with so many disasters it's it's good to have a little bit of fun so we all have nerf guns um and some of our eoc people do as well but we like to have nerf gun wars on our downtime and uh their group sent us too and it was really nice of them and we actually had a, a big nerf gun war i think it was about a couple of months ago we got to use them and, and they off some steam and so as a thank you for speaking for to the, the class talk, they yeah, sent you they some nerf, nerf guns, guns yeah well i mean the only thing i have to say about that is that i'm available most you know tuesdays <laughs> yeah. and thursdays you see probably, nerf gun yeah war. i mean I'm, I'm in send me some nerf guns this sounds like a class i want to <laughs> you just gotta know. be careful with our group our group is pretty <laughs> sneaky they uh yeah they'll get you and then uh pennsylvania had a big oh, pennsylvania yeah had a big um kind of group from pennsylvania who were um you know like and share and kind of got some buzz going on linkedin several in other continents which amazed me because we you know it gives you the data right. feedback yeah. um every, almost every continent we don't really no downloads from south america oh we got to have one from south america somebody. all right that's a goal south america yeah, somebody, somebody from south, south but i mean it was yeah every other continent there was at least one download the feedback was over uh, honestly i was overwhelmed um we created a um, cash app to be able to donate. The button is there. Never said anything about it. Never pointed to it. Somebody saw it and donated. Um, you know, that helps awesome. us. It's, it's to kind of uh, be able to keep the podcast going, um, purchase more equipment. We're hoping to have right. interviews and stuff. So uh, that's what, what, what that would be for if you, you know, choose to donate. If you're getting value out of it and, and, right. and want to um, donate. But that was somebody saw the button and just did it. Um, and so I was... Um, amazed and overwhelmed by the response. That's cool. So y'all are awesome. Thank you, everybody. And I know it's on multiple platforms now. It is, yes. Almost every major platform, um, it's available for downloads. You shouldn't have any issues um, finding it. Um, We'll post on the Facebook page. Of course, we can post a link directly to um, our host site on there. Um, And so we'll we'll post it on there. And that'd be a great place to comment. And and let's have some, some dialogue and some conversations. Well, good, and we'll be recording. Are we going to be recording on the road next week from a conference? I hope so. Hopefully so. Maybe yeah. we'll see some uh, podcast listeners out there and maybe do some interviews. Yeah, do a couple of interviews down there, and, and if nothing else, just maybe have a little fun with it. Absolutely. Um, and then we have, uh, what else is it? Oh, TMAC comes back next week. 
Yes. Right. Yes. Are you on a committee? Uh, no, I listen in, but you are. I and am new. Yeah. New. Congratulations. Newly appointed to one of the TMAC committees, so I'm, um, you know, Excellent. optimistically nervous. Should I be nervous? <laughs> are they going to call? Yeah, they, yeah that's, you'll be fine. I will? <laughs> you'll be fine. Are they going to ask me any questions? You're Cody. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a lot of questions. And I don't know about that. It's a good yeah. group. It's a good group. It's, a, it's really good. I, I go to listen in just because um, you get to to hear a lot of what's coming up and what's on the state's uh, emergency management radar. And mm-hmm. um, it I've really been, Yeah, I've been to a few well. of the of the meetings. Yeah. I've just never on that side, right? So, um, but it's a great opportunity. I was a, a, a grateful to get nominated and then that it was accepted. So, um, you know, the networking and everything that goes along with that. Absolutely. So, and there, my observation is a lot of rural EMs are not able to be as involved at, at the state level. And I'm fortunate um, that, that my leadership does allow me to be involved in, in, in any opportunity. The The value to that is bringing that rural perspective right. um, in, into s- some of that decision-making because things are so different. Yes, yes, you don't want a lot of big city EMs in there. You, well, I mean, even terminology, one of the big yeah. ones during COVID, state guidance or, or – or things would come out that referred to a local health office. Mm-hmm. Rural jurisdictions don't have a local health office. They use the state. We have a local health authority. And and the, that one word created so many problems for us mm-hmm. on, on how the reporting or, or guidance or anything was supposed to come down. So it's just little things like that, that being able to kind of inject that rural perspective is what I'm, I'm most looking forward to. Well, yeah. all right. Yeah, another one down, and and then hopefully recording next week. The winter storm that's upon us will yes, be. Yes, we will be busy. We'll be gone by then, hopefully. Hopefully, I'll be sleeping in the EOC for three days straight. So. Are you? Yeah, that's the plan now. Let's see, we'll see. We, we have cots if we have to have them. We, don't, we, we didn't. We didn't get that much funding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to have a, a bigger bunk room area, but yes, we utilize cots so. I'm not looking forward to sleeping back in a cot, but we got to do what we got to do, right? Yeah, we do. And hopefully everybody um, who's who's listening who may be affected by the, the storm that's yes. upon us, um, you know, that, that we're able to handle through everything and come out on the other side. Yes, good luck to all. And um, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you all.